Good morning. I'm Cameron Sutherland, session clerk here at Bigger Kirk. Our minister, Mike Fuchella, and wife, Jane, are having a well-earned break at the moment. In Mike's absence, it falls to me to offer you all a very warm welcome to our worship service today, whether you're here in the building or worshiping with us at home. If you're new to Bigger Kirk or a visitor, please make yourself known. If you're viewing online, you can contact us using the details in the description of the YouTube video. I'm afraid we're still not permitted to sing out loud in the church building, but no such restriction is in place either at home or more importantly, in our hearts. So gee it Waldi at the appropriate time. Today, Sunday the 16th of May marks the end of Christian Aid Week. This year, Christian Aid Week has been focused on the effect of climate change on many of the world's poorest nations. In view of the restrictions in place, Bigger Kirk has been participating financially by using an e-envelope to make a donation as a church family. If you would like to, it's not too late to contribute to this, and details will be in the description of the YouTube video or on the Bigger Kirk Facebook page. In the meantime, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Emma McDowell, who has coordinated our Christian, Christian Aid service today. Emma and husband Colin have been part of our church family for just under two years. Emma worked for Christian Aid in the past and brings that experience with her this morning. Thank you, Emma, for preparing this service, and we look forward to learning what God has to say to us about Christian Aid's work with the world's poorest. Hi, everybody. <clears throat> Thank you very much to Cameron for introducing me and to Mike for asking me if I'd like to get involved in Christian Aid Week this year. Um, as Cameron mentioned, Christian Aid is a cause that's very close to my heart, so I was delighted to, uh, to get involved. I must admit that almost everything you'll hear today has been shamelessly pilfered from Christian Aid's worship and prayer resources but I'm really thankful to have had such a wealth of superb materials to draw upon. So hopefully these, everything that you'll he hear today will give you an idea of what Christian Aid are doing and what God is calling us to do for his world. Our call to worship today comes from Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous works among all the peoples, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And we'll start now with our first hymn, which is The Splendour of the King.
Let's gather before God in prayer as we prepare to hear from him. Our Father, as we gather today to celebrate our common home, we gather with the family of humanity. With the mountains, islands and deserts, we honour the glory of God in creation. With the lakes, rivers and seas, we come to the source of living water. With the land, its soil, seeds and sustenance, we give thanks for God's generous provision. With the forests of great trees, the lungs of the planet, we will sing with joy and clap our hands. We join with the whole of creation, inspired by those who have gone before and the voices of today. We dare to praise and pray for another possible world. And now we speak the words of the Lord's Prayer together with Christian brothers and sisters around the globe. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. As we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours. Now and forever. Amen. 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 In a galaxy very, very close, there is a rather special planet. This planet is called Planet Earth. On planet Earth, powerful forces test their strength as they do battle with one another. But strength comes in all shapes and sizes, and it's not always that easy to spot. On this planet live many superheroes, but you might not spot them straight away because superheroes are often in disguise. Let's meet two of them, Zaza and Jephthah. They may be young, but these two children have already survived some of the most powerful forces on planet Earth. They both live in a beautiful country called Haiti, which is part of an island in the Caribbean. When Jephthah was a toddler, an earthquake struck the island. The earthquake shook the ground so much that many houses fell down and many, many people were killed. Jephthah's home was destroyed. It was a terrible situation, but Jephthah and his family would not be beaten. They drew on their inner strength and the help of others to rebuild their homes and their lives. So today, Jephthah is alive and kicking. Zaza lives on this island too. In 2016, her family faced a terrible threat, a very strong hurricane. 
This hurricane lashed Haiti and tore the roof off Zaza's house. It sent coconut trees crashing all around her as Zaza ran to safety. But like Jephthah, Zaza and her family are strong and determined. They rebuilt their house, and today they are thriving on their island home. Hurricanes and earthquakes are real villains. In terms of sheer force, they are some of the most deadly threats on planet Earth. But strength is not always about sheer force. Humans may not be as fast or as forceful as hurricanes and earthquakes, but they do have some special powers up their sleeves. These special powers include friends and family and love. Christian Aid is a charity that's used to taking on powerful forces. It works all over the world, helping people when they feel threatened by things beyond their control. Christian Aid helped Jephthah and Zaza's family get back on their feet after the earthquake and hurricane had destroyed their homes. It helped build them new houses so that they have somewhere safe to live. Zaza has something she'd like to say. Christian Aid knows that people are strong and that when we work together, we are even stronger. Christian Aid gets its strength from all its supporters who come together to raise money and to campaign to make things better on planet Earth because its supporters are superheroes too. The charity uses all that strength to help people all over the world beat the things that threaten them. So if I ask you, which is stronger, a little boy or an earthquake, a young girl or a hurricane, a Christian Aid supporter or poverty? The answer might not be as obvious as you think. Remember, superheroes are often in disguise and you can be a superhero too. Together, we are stronger than the storms. Take a minute to think who your favorite superhero is and why. When I was a child, I was never particularly interested in superheroes, I have to say. But when I was at university, my friends and I developed a little bit of an obsession with Wonder Woman. We would often say to each other, I'm going to have a Wonder Woman day today. And usually what that meant was that we were going to go to the gym, we were going to do a big grocery shop, we were going to tidy up our flat, cook a three-course meal, including all of our five-a-day, drink plenty of water, and find time in the middle of all of that to actually study and maybe write an essay that was probably due the following day. Inevitably, we would fail completely and end up watching reruns of Come Dine With Me, Countdown, or in my case, Coronation Street, for most of the day, ordering a takeaway and feeling more and more depressed about the state of our flat, our studies, and our fitness levels. We were not Wonder Woman, and I have to say, not much has changed. I'm still not great at getting all my housework done. However, after reading about superheroes on Wikipedia, I think that we probably misunderstood the whole point of superheroes anyway. Wikipedia defines a superhero as a character that possesses abilities beyond those of ordinary people who typically uses his or her, his or her 
powers to help the world become a better place or is dedicated to protecting the public. The children that we've just seen in that video are just ordinary people, their families are just ordinary people, but they possess remarkable strength and resilience, probably more so than we can actually imagine here in our privileged position. We are just ordinary people, but we also have remarkable strength and power to change things for the better through how we spend and donate our money, the people we vote for, and the things that we pray about. If we're brave enough to use our powers in the right way, then we can all be superheroes for each other. As Christians, we have extra reasons to want to make the world a better place for each other. As Christians, we believe that the whole world belongs to God. We believe that God cares about the world and that he wants us to care for the world and to look after it. And as well as this, we believe that God wants us to look after each other as well as the rest of the planet. Basically, God is calling us to be superheroes for our planet and for the rest of mankind. If this all seems a little bit too daunting, remember that God has told us that we are never, ever alone. God is with us and he will never leave us. Although he calls us to do great big things for others, he also gives us all of the resources and all of the help that we could ever need. With God, we can do amazing things for the rest of the world, even if we do still struggle to keep our houses tidy. And now we're going to move to our first Bible reading. This isn't a literal reading of the Bible passage, but it's a, a reinterpretation of Micah 6, verses 1 to 9. And we're so grateful to Ruth, Katie and Cameron for being up for performing it for us this morning. It'll be followed by a short reflection from Christian Aid Scotland, and then we'll move straight into our second hymn. Thank you. Micah, chapter 6, verses 1 to 9. Listen, my people, I need to talk with you. I have questions, I need answers. I have cared for you, I have rescued you from slavery. I gave you wise leaders, both women and men. You need to remember the stories of who I am and what I have done. Listen, my people. I am talking to those of you who live in the countryside. I am questioning those of you who live in cities and towns. What have I done to you? How have I wearied you? Speak. The mountains are listening to you. The earth is waiting to hear your voice. What can I do? What can I bring to God? What does God want from me? What will keep God happy? What will keep God off my back? Would God be impressed with barrels and barrels of oil of oil? Would God be satisfied with thousands of animals from my flocks? Perhaps my riches aren't good enough. Should I offer to God the life of my precious firstborn child? Listen, mortal. Listen to what God says. Look carefully at how God acts. Remember the stories of what God has done. God has shown you clearly what is bad and what is good. You are to do justice and act fairly. Do justice in the home and in the street and in the marketplace. Do justice in your community. Work with others to do justice globally. Do justice with friends, strangers and family alike. You are to love kindness. You are to be generous. You are to share your resources and share them with a smile. You are to care for those in need. You are to walk humbly with God. 
no pretense, no bluster. You are to walk wisely and purposefully. You are to pray and wonder. You are to respect the earth. You are to listen and learn who God is and what God is about. Listen up, mortal. God has told you what is good, so do it. Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with our God. Good morning, everybody. My name is Val Brown and I look after the Churches team for Christian Aid Scotland. In times where it's harder to travel, to be together, it's wonderful to be able to share in worship with you this morning as we think about the work of Christian Aid. What does the Lord require of you but to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? Of all the passages of scripture, none perhaps fits so perfectly the work that Christian Aid does. A short passage from the prophet Micah that is so familiar to us and one which is perhaps both very straightforward and exceedingly complex. What do I mean by that? Well, it's straightforward enough if we take it at face value. I mean, how many of us here feel that we act unjustly? How many of us find ourselves lacking mercy? And what about being humble? Okay, maybe that is slightly harder. It's nice to receive recognition for what we or our families achieve, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure that most of us are on the right side of the humbleometer. So it's easy, therefore, to think that this passage isn't speaking to us. But if we broaden it out, it becomes much more of a challenge, almost to the point that we're frightened to engage. Act justly. Every time we spend money, save money, make life choices, our actions impact across upon people across the world, people that we may never meet. Martin Luther King was correct when he asserted that before we finish our breakfast, we've relied on half the world. But does our relaxing cuppa come from farmers where people are barely able to scrape a living? And what about our clothes? It's hard to own clothes that have seen the makers paid a living wage and are not subjected to ridiculous hours of work. We're told that banking is about finding the best interest rates. But what do our banks invest our money in? Arms? Fossil fuels? Acting justly is incredibly hard. And what about loving mercy? The dictionary definition of mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. Looking at that simply, many of us don't have power to harm people out with our immediate sphere, often our nearest and dearest. But linking that back to what we were talking about for the justice passage, the decisions we make day by day, both as individuals and as community, can hold the power to either show compassion or to cause harm. Bearing in mind the power that privilege and wealth confer, perhaps it's no surprise that walking humbly needs to sit in there as well. As an organisation rooted in our faith, rooted in our belief that poverty is not what God wants for anyone, Christian aid has never existed merely to deal with the symptoms of poverty, but also to address the underlying structural causes. That's why we spoke out against apartheid, were instrumental in getting fair trade into the mainstream, lobbied for debt to be cancelled, 
called for transparency and tax justice and why we keep on calling for climate justice. Climate change is perhaps the most difficult issue we as a human population have ever had to deal with because the solutions require radical changes to the way that we live our lives. Living in Scotland, we know that the weather has changed. It's not what it was 20 or 30 years ago. The climate crisis is having significant impacts on the communities who live in Kenya. The main problem is the lack of access to a reliable source of water, which will help people withstand the unpredictable weather which has been made worse because of the climate crisis. The weather in Kenya has also become more extreme. Drought has become more frequent and intense, resulting in millions of people being short of food because they are unable to grow crops. In parts of Kenya in 2020, drought was followed by relentless rainfall and flooding, which damaged any crops that had begun to grow. With no access to reliable water sources or a way to capture rainfall, many communities are struggling to survive. The coronavirus pandemic has only increased the urgent need for families to access a reliable source of water for hand washing. Without a reliable water source, staple, cross, staple crops like maize or beans are damaged and destroyed. The lack of water forces people to walk further and further to find a dependable source. Cows, sheep and goats are becoming weak without access to water and can't produce milk or be sold. People are struggling to cope. Lives are at risk. When there is no reliable source of water nearby, people, mainly women, women like Rose, who you'll see in our Christian Aid Week stories, are forced to walk further and further for water, often hours and hours a day. They walk on empty stomachs and carrying heavy buckets of water back in the sun is an arduous job, but one that women do to provide for their families. What the community needs is a deeper dam to capture rainwater when it comes. Without it, people have a poor diet, animals die and people are pushed to the brink. That is what Christian Aid partner Anglican Development Services Eastern were able to provide for Florence's community. Their dam is big enough to store water for the whole community to use, families, animals and crops. With a thriving garden, Florence and her family are able to eat a wide variety of food. Animals are thriving and she's been able to plant wildflowers to attract bees. Learning to keep bees has given her another source of income from sales of honey. Christian Aid partners around the world are supporting people to adapt to the reality of climate change so that they can live well on their land. With the UN Commission for Refugees estimating that one person is displaced every second because of climate-related disaster, it's not hard to understand why. Alongside supporting partners, we are calling for change. The biblical prophets had strong words for the rulers of their day, pleading with them to see that justice was done, not to exploit people, not to permit the use of false measures, false scales and weights. Jesus turned over the tables in the temple because people were being cheated in the marketplace of that day. Today, we as faith communities are raising our voices to call for climate justice. Catalina Tahafi Williams, a theologian writing from Australia and the Pacific Islands, says this. Only the willingly ignorant continue to deny the link between our consumerist lifestyles, 
climate change and suffering in the developing world. Promoting economic growth as the answer to all our problems and in particular global poverty is irresponsible. We need to recognise that our current growth orientated system is driven by powerful economic interests set on making prof profits, however short term. And it is just plain wrong to ignore the suffering of the poorest and most vulnerable populations in the world, especially when they are the least contributors to climate change. This Christian Aid Week, we are inviting you to stand with your sisters and brothers around the world, to pray for the changes that the world so desperately needs, to act. With COP coming to Glasgow, there has never been a better time to demand that our elected leaders take action to change. You'll find a climate justice petition on our website. And to give. It is through the continued generosity of people up and down the country that we are able to do the work that we do. Thank you for all that you do for us. It is very much appreciated. we'll all be able to sing together again soon but in the meantime it's great to be able to hear voices from our own community singing our, our hymns for us. Uh, now Ellie is going to come to read our New Testament text for today. Thank you very much Ellie. Uh, 
the New Testament reading is from John 15, verses 9 to 17. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Thank you again for that, Ellie. This year, as we've already kind of discovered, Christian Christian Aid Week's focus is on climate change and the impact that this has on growing crops. This is something I have minimal experience in. I am not a gardener, but my husband Colin is. Before we were married, his flowers and veg appeared every year at the Bothwell Horticultural Show and usually took home every trophy going. Since we moved to Skirling, Colin has taken real delight in establishing a brand new garden. In spring, he plants a variety of seeds and seedlings in the garden and he nurtures their growth all the way through the summer. Last year, we had a bumper crop of salad, tomatoes, peppers and potatoes, which kept us going for a very, very long time. In fact, if it hadn't been for COVID, I'm sure we would have been turning up at church every week, laden down with bags of veg to give out to people, as at one point we were concerned that we would never get through it all before it wasted. Vegetables are good for us, but it's not just the eating of greens that benefits us. There's much to learn from the discipline of attentive care that monitors growth and harvests the produce. One lesson any experienced gardener could teach you is that too much water can be as bad as giving plants too little. You can drown tomatoes as easily as kill them in soil that is parched and dry. This is my excuse for having minimal involvement in our garden, as I'm pretty sure everything would be dead if I got involved at all. Somewhere between too much water or too little water is just enough. While none of this is remotely life-threatening for Colin and I, the garden experience reads like a mini-parable of the devastating changes that are happening increasingly around the world. In places like Kenya, cultivating crops amidst extreme and erratic weather patterns is a matter of life and death. As Val was saying in her reflection, too much water can sweep away crops in torrential floods, while elsewhere too little means that the land is cracked in desperate drought. Communities such as those featured in this year's Christian Aid Week depend on reliable and regulated water supplies for their livestock, crops and livelihoods. Rose lives in Kitui County in Kenya and is caught in a cycle of climate chaos. From severe drought to flooding, extreme weather robs her of what she needs to survive, a reliable source of water. 
Without water, every day is a struggle. Without water, Rose is thirsty and hungry. This is her climate crisis. When I was a young girl, there was plenty of food, Rose says. Now the rains are totally unreliable. The climate crisis has galvanised extreme weather and Rose's community are feeling the brunt of it. For months at a time, Rose lives with drought. I often feel hungry, Rose says. Because of climate change, I worry a lot about food. I pray to God that the rainfall will, come, will become normal like it used to be. In recent years, the drought has been so bad that it's caused a hunger crisis. Crops wither and die. Rivers run dry. People struggle to survive. Rose strives to provide for her children and her grandchildren who live with her. She does all that she can to give them happy childhoods, but the climate crisis is driving her to the brink. In times of drought, Rose sets out on a long and dangerous journey every morning to collect water for her family. She walks on an empty stomach. We have to walk long distances. We are suffering, Rose says. While she walks, her stomach gives her stabbing pains. She feels weary under the hot sun. But if she gives up, her grandchildren will suffer hunger and thirst. With a dam full of water, Rose would be free from her long, painful journeys. She would have time to grow fresh vegetables for her family to eat, and she could see her grandchildren grow up and live life in all its fullness. For Rose, the regular refrain of the Psalms of Lament, how long, O Lord, how long, might be her daily prayer. How long, O Lord, how long, how long before what we have is enough and what we have is just? How long before there is justice and enough? Not far away, a contrasting story can be told by Florence. Thanks to donations from Christian Aid and the work of local partners, Florence has been able to build a small dam beside her farm, enough to gather the rains when they might otherwise overwhelm, retaining sufficient irrigation for the weeks when there isn't a cloud in the sky. With this dependable source of water, Florence can grow tomatoes, onions and chilies on her farm. Her children can eat their own healthy vegetables. She can keep bees and sell their honey. Florence's refrain is different to that of Rose. She can sing a new song unto the Lord, for God has done great things. Here's a, a video of, uh, of Florence telling her own story in her own words. Kwa <laughs> Nine 
The difference between Rose's story and that of Florence is quite startling. There should be enough water for both communities. There ought to be justice. But what can people like you and I do about this? The theologian Jürgen Maltman argues that people who truly affirm and love life will take up the struggle against violence and injustice because they refuse to get used to it. When life isn't just, where there isn't enough, Christians are called to refuse to get used to it. Florence and those who helped her defied how things were. They refused to get used to the injustice. They discovered the great truth of what the poet Alice Walker says, that resistance can be the secret of our joy. This is something that Jesus plainly understood. 
As Ellie read for us earlier, even as he stood on the threshold of great suffering, he resists the powers of betrayal and death, finishing his farewell message to his friends, saying, I have said these things so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My joy in you and your joy complete. Jesus knew it was for the joy set before him that he despised the shame and endured the cross. Despite the suffering of Good Friday and the silence of Holy Saturday, Jesus is, is a joy that believes that Sunday and resurrection is coming. Despite the suffering of climate chaos and the silence of many in power, this is a joy that refuses to get used to all that is not enough and all that is not just. The complexities of issues like climate change can sound like a flood of impossible tasks. In these times, we might all be experiencing a drought of encouragement, but with God, there is always enough and more. This Christian Aid Week, the challenges, both personal and communal, local and global, are indeed great. But so too is the joy set before us, and so too is the abundance of life that is found in the Spirit. To resist the injustice, to overcome poverty, to nurture creation, to act in these ways, even with small and faltering steps, this is surely a sign of our love for God, our love for God's people, and indeed for God's creation. These things are a sign of our obedience to heaven, our faithfulness to Christ, and our fellowship in the Spirit. This Christian Aid Week, we can join in in the struggle of communities like Rose's. We can celebrate the changes in communities like Florence's. If we make that choice, we refuse to get used to the way the world is. We commit to struggle for all that it might be, a world that is just and an earth with enough. Before we move on to our next hymn, let's join with our brothers and sisters around the world in praying the Christian Aid Week prayer read for us by Bob Kikuyu. Great God, who makes the sun to rise and opens the heavens, hear the cry of the people people who sow in hope for rain, but reap only despair. Hear the cry of the people, people seeking shelter from the storm, their homes and hopes submerged. Hear the cry of the people. When creation is heating back with rage and resistance, give us hope, grant us salvation. Give us a new relationship with creation, with reverence to tend this gift from you, and say once again of the earth and all you created, it is good. Amen.
David is now going to come and lead us in our prayers. Thank you, David. Good morning. Um, in our prayers of thanksgiving and intercession today, there is a response. So um, when I say, God in your mercy, if you can respond, hear our prayer. Let's pray. God of abundant life, we see your goodness all around us and we thank you for every part of it, from the plants and animals which play their part in complex ecosystems to the dry deserts and stormy seas which test the limits of life. We pray that in this time of climate crisis and ecological emergency, you may help us to rediscover your love of creation and to reflect that in our own lives. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, who speaks through unexpected people, we thank you for contemporary prophets who are challenging us to act on climate change. For indigenous people and their invaluable knowledge of the land and sea where they live. For scientists dedicating their careers to warning us about changes to the planet. And for young people striking for their future. We pray that you will help those in power to hear their prophetic voices, help them to see beyond short-term political priorities and business plans, and give them the wisdom and courage when they face difficult decisions. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of second chances, we recognize the damage that we have done to the earth and the injustice we see in society every day, all of it fueled by worship of profit and possessions. We pray for the coming of a better world with justice, kindness, and humility at its heart. We ask that you guide us to be co-creators of this new world. Give us confidence to follow the prophetic voices, to stand against injustice to people and to planet, so that together in your strength, we stop this climate crisis. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for peace and justice in your world. Especially at this time, we pray for peace in Israel and Palestine. Grant wisdom and courage to leaders as they try to broker a de-escalation of conflict. But Lord, we dare to ask for more than that, that true peace and justice might come to that region. God, in your mercy. And we ask all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now our final hymn, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace.
everybody for coming along today. Thank you so much to David, for, to Cameron and Ellie, uh, to Katie and Ruth and Cameron. Um, and personally, I obviously have to say thanks to Christian Aid for all the wonderful resources that has made preparing for today relatively stress-free. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed hearing a little bit about what Christian Aid are up to and how valuable your gifts, actions and your prayers are. As has already been mentioned today, it isn't too late to donate via our e-envelope, or if, and if you're struggling with that, you can ask me about it afterwards. Um, and it's certainly not too late to act and pray with hope and joy for a better future. And now our final blessing, which was written by the ACT Alliance. May God bless us with wonder at creation's glory. May God bless us with fury at creation's spoiling. May God bless us with courage at this critical hour. And may the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon us and on all creation this day and for the future to come. Amen.